about today being a good day and the sky was the limit. You're a child of the 70s, you knew about let's stay together and early in the morning. You're a child of the 2000s, you know about pick up your feelings, survivor and love. But you're, if you're a child of the 60s, you know about Motown, Stacks, you know the Four Tops and the Temptations. Today I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic, Ain't Too Proud to Beg. Lord, your words, my mouth, let your Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, have your way. Give us ears to hear. Remove every distraction, barrier, obstacle, so we might hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Ain't too proud to beg. God knows how to get our attention. You are alive, reverent, and God knows how to get your and our attention. Across the length and span of our lives, how many of us have had experiences in life where we knew beyond the shadow of a doubt God was using this experience to get our attention? Whether it was a mountaintop experience or valley experience, God knows how to get our attention. Whether it was unexplained success or a failure that we should not have experienced, God knows how to get our attention. Whether it was a door that only God could open or door that God closed shut that did not make any sense in the present tense. God knows how to get our attention. Whether it was an unexplainable illness to a perfectly healthy family member or a prayer request that God did not say yes to immediately, but God said, not yet, but wait. God knows how to get our attention. Whether it was a catastrophe, a crisis, or celebration. God knows how to get our attention. I wish I had some help on this Sunday morning. 
according to this Old Testament story, God has the undivided attention of the king of Judah, a man by the name of Manasseh. For those of us who know the story of Manasseh, Manasseh began his reign at the age of 12, child of royalty and privilege as the son of Hezekiah. Manasseh reigned for 55 years, but tragically his reign was not holy, righteous, or upstanding, but rather Manasseh led the people of God into unparalleled and unprecedented idolatry. And while his reign was long, his long reign did not mean that God approved of what he was doing. While the reign was 55 years, God was being patient with Manasseh for Manasseh to get become and do right. Just because God lets it go on does not mean God is asleep at the wheel. The words of our mothers and fathers, every shut eye ain't sleep. Just because God allows it to go on and you think God is asleep at the proverbial wheel, no greater lie can be told. God is just patient. While we think we are getting away with stuff, while we think, the eat, come on, talk to me, we have yet to pay the piper. God is just being patient. God was patient with Manasseh, but in God's own time, God uses the Assyrian army to lead Manasseh into Babylonian exile. And during this crisis experience, God now has the attention of Manasseh. During this exile, Manasseh is no longer the HNIC. Manasseh is no longer in the royal chariot. Manasseh no longer has a chauffeur. Manasseh no longer wears crushed linen and purple label, but Manasseh has bronze shackles on his hands and feet. Manasseh is led to and fro with a hook in his nose. And the Manasseh who ignored God is now a new, contrite, repentant Manasseh who is begging, pleading, God to turn his circumstance around. Sometimes it takes crises to get our attention. Sometimes it takes adversity to get our attention. Sometimes it takes God pruning us to get our attention. And during this season in life, Manasseh, who was not prayerful, is now begging, pleading God to turn it around. 
Now that God has Manasseh's attention, Manasseh is worshipful, Manasseh is prayerful, Manasseh is spending time with God early in the morning, Manasseh is now fellowshipping, Manasseh is keeping his nose clean. More significantly, now that God has his attention, Manasseh is begging and pleading God for deliverance, freedom, and a new beginning. According to the text, Manasseh during this season ain't too proud to beg God for deliverance, change, and freedom. We learn nothing from Manasseh. We as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ ought never be too proud to beg. I don't know what circumstance you're in right now. Things might be good right now, but keep on living. You might not be in a crisis right now, may not be in a situation or circumstance where your circumstances are desperate, but no follower of the Lord Jesus Christ ought to be too proud to beg God for change, freedom, deliverance, or a new beginning in life. When I speak of begging, I'm not talking about the temptations. I'm not talking about Keith Sweat. I'm talking about begging God. I'm talking about seeking God. I'm talking about putting your plate down, turning your plate down, saying, God, not my mother, not my father, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Can I preach this? Watch chapel. Yet if the truth be known, in polite, sophisticated watch chapel on the second Sunday in August, they are some of us who are too proud to beg. I wish I could preach this the way I wanted to. Let's be honest with ourselves. But 99.9% .9 of us, pride is an issue. Yeah. 99.9% .9 of us, pride is an issue. And I'm not talking about godly, holy pride. Some of us are too proud to seek God, too proud to pray, too proud to ask God to do what only God can do in our lives. Circumstances could and would change, but we're too proud to ask God. Marriage could be healed, could experience reconciliation, but we're too proud to ask God. Could be further along in life, could be set free, could be healed, could be delivered, but too proud to beg and seek God. And let me preach this the way the Holy Ghost gives it to me. Pride ain't just an issue in prayer. Pride is an issue in every area of our lives, from the pulpit to the parking lot. Not just too proud to seek God in prayer, but we are too doggone proud to ask for help. Too proud to apologize. 
too proud to confess, too proud to say I'm sorry, too proud to admit when we are wrong, too proud to admit what we don't know, too proud to look in the mirror, too proud to repent, too proud to change, too proud to be quiet, too proud to be different, too proud to say I'm sorry, too proud. Ain't too proud to beg, please, baby, don't leave me. Girl, don't you go. Ain't too proud to plead, baby, baby, please don't leave me, girl, don't you go. Heard a crying man is half a man. Come on now, don't. No sense of pride, y'all ain't talking to me. If, 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 if they could beg for her, what could God do in our lives if we were willing to seek God and beg God for more spiritual power? If, if we were really begging God, come on, ain't nobody talking to me the way we have heard other folk beg for some stuff. I dare somebody to beg God the way you begged other folk, y'all ain't talking to me, for some other stuff that you may not have needed. Ain't nobody saying amen to me. I dare you to beg God for deliverance. God, set me free, Lord. Make me holy, Lord. Deliver me, Lord. Keep my mind. Keep my heart. Deliver me from my addiction. If I could beg God Maybe we ain't free because we too proud to beg. Maybe we ain't delivered because we too proud to beg. Maybe we not further along in life. Maybe we're not holier, more righteous, more bold for Christ. Maybe we don't have the wherewithal that we could have. Maybe we have not fought temptation the way we could. Maybe we have not won because we ain't begging God for what God has at God's disposal. But Manasseh, a king in crises, ain't too proud to beg. And what happens <laughs> when we ain't too proud to beg? Y'all gonna help me preach this. When we, when, when we ain't too proud to beg, we are helped by humility. Manasseh's problem and our problem is a pride problem. But when Manasseh is in Babylonian exile with a hook in his nose, in his nose, bronze shackles on his hands and feet, being led to and fro as a prisoner of war, Manasseh is being helped by humility. 
And when you and I ain't too proud to beg, humility will help us. Pride is not a friend. Pride cometh before a fall, a haughty spirit before destruction. Call it whatever you want to call it, but those of us who have pride problems, all of us from the pulpit to the parking lot, we can try to use language all we want to. I just got high self-esteem. I just think well of myself. We know the difference between high self-esteem and being egomaniacal. We know the difference between having sobriety of thought and thinking we are better than everybody else. We know the difference between thinking we ain't never committed to sin or our sin ain't as bad as somebody else's sin because we sin differently than somebody else. Pride. Call it what you want to call it. At the end of the day, we are sinners in need of a Savior, and Jesus died for me like he died for you. Just because I sin differently, don't make my sin better or worse than your sin. The sinner who looks down on somebody else is just as bad as sinner as the part who used crack cocaine. The consequences are different, but sin is sin. But the best thing in the world that can happen to you and I is something called humility. I wish I had some help on preaching this Monday morning. Humility will promote you. Humility will bless you. Pride will tear you down, but humility will build you up. Pride will deceive you, but humility will deliver you. Pride will confuse you, but humility will clarify your path. Pride will let you down, but humility will bless you. Pride will tear you apart, but humility will put you back together. You. Uh, let, me, let me see if I can make it live. Uh, 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 some of y'all know uh, uh, DNS was one of my favorite restaurants. Amen. I, I'm grieving. Amen. I, uh, I don't know where to go Sunday after church. Amen. And, and, and one, one, one thing I loved about DNS is they had a diverse selection of pies. I don't know if Brother Sylvester's watching. Amen. We miss you, brother. Amen. You get almost any kind of pie you wanted to. Amen. Let me help somebody. Come on. So, so, somebody may see where I'm going. Uh, peach pie, cherry pie, apple pie. Uh, if your blood sugar was high, they had sugar-free pie. Chest pie. Come on now. But let me tell you, the best pie I've ever had, I didn't like it, but the best pie I've ever had was humble pie. Ain't nothing going to bless you like humble pie. It don't taste good, but it's good for you. You may not want it, but it's going to bless you. You may not order it, but humble pie has a way of showing up in our lives, blessing us when we ain't too proud to pay. Uh, uh, 
When I ain't too proud to beg, I'm helped by humility. When I ain't too proud to beg, I become motivated by mercy. God has mercy on Manasseh. Manasseh is the king. Manasseh is the son of Hezekiah. His daddy was a holy, righteous, upstanding king. Manasseh does not live up to his daddy's legacy. Consequently, Manasseh, Brother Daniel, leads the people of Judah into unprecedented and unparalleled sin. Manasseh sacrifices some of his children, leads them to turn their back on God, but Manasseh, help me preach this, does not get what he deserves. Manasseh deserves death. God does chastise him. God does discipline him. God allows him to experience exile in Babylon. He is no longer who he was, but God does not allow him to experience everything he deserves. We talk about grace when we get what we don't deserve. But somebody here ought to help me preach and talk about mercy. Grace is when I get what I don't deserve, but mercy... Come on, help me preach this. And grace are two sides of the same coin. Mercy is when I deserve death, but God does not give me what I deserve. There ought to be a hundred folk in here who ought to praise God for mercy. Do I have anybody here who has experienced the mercy of God? You deserve some stuff, but you have not received what you have deserved. Ain't nobody saying amen. Now, see, everybody can't say amen because you are good at two shoes. You ain't never sinned. You ain't never cussed. You ain't never fussed. You ain't never got a five-finger discount. You, ever, you ain't never had an unholy hookup. But there's some of us who can thank And if you've experienced the mercy of God, mercy ought to motivate you. Anybody motivated by mercy? I should be dead, but I'm alive. I shouldn't be where I am, but I'm here. I shouldn't have what I have, but God has been merciful. I shouldn't be blessed the way I'm blessed. But God has been merciful. Mercy ought to make you sing. Mercy ought to make you praise. Mercy ought to make you shout. Mercy ought to make you lift your hands. Mercy ought to wake you up with a smile on your face. I said mercy ought to motivate you. Not money. Not stuff, not titles, but mercy. Not a car, not more square footage, but mercy. I dare you to think about where you should be. Think about where you could be. And think about how God has been merciful. 
when you ain't too proud to beg, motivated by mercy, when you ain't too proud to beg, you are helped by humility. But when we ain't too proud to beg, we become appreciative for God's activity. Manasseh messed up, but God turned it all around. And had Manasseh not had enough spiritual sense to beg, plead for God, God would have just looked and not intervened. And I'm preaching this to somebody right now. If you want to see God move in your life, I dare you to ask God. If you want to see God turn stuff around, I dare you to seek God. If you want to see God turn his or her life around, I dare you to ask God. God sits high, but God looks low. God can still do anything but fail. And if you and I ain't too proud to beg, we can learn to be appreciative of the activity of Almighty God. I need somebody with a show enough testimony who has seen God move, work, and operate in your life. You thought you could do it in your own power. And while we were trying to do it in our own power, God sat still. You and I made phone calls, sent emails, got on Indeed, got on LinkedIn. We called fractures. We called sorrows. We called Big Mama. We called somebody who knew somebody. But then we sought Almighty God, and that's when God showed up. That's when God showed out. That's when God healed. That's when God made a way. That's when God opened the door. That's when God provided. That's when God protected. That's when God turned it around. Can't nobody. I said, can't nobody do me like the God I serve. Does anybody know God is real? I said, God is real. I said, God is good. Has anybody seen God move? Have you seen God work? Have you seen God deliver? Have you seen God bless? I said, God can turn it around. I ain't looking to my left. I ain't looking to my right, but to you. Stand to your feet. helping somebody. Don't be too proud to seek God. Don't be too proud to be a sure enough Christian. I ain't talking about a Christian in name. I ain't talking about a checklist Christian. I come to church on Sunday. That's a checklist Christian. That's checklist. I'm talking about a sure enough follower of the Lord Jesus Christ who is unashamed of Jesus. 
Don't be too proud to say, I love the Lord. Don't be too proud to say, I'm a Christian. I'm a member of Watch Chapel. I'm a lover of Jesus Christ. Don't be too proud to say, no, I pray. I read the Bible. I fast and pray on Wednesdays. Don't be too proud to follow God. Kind of like you want the blessings, the benefits, but don't want the relationship. You hold my hand in the movies, but you won't hold my hand walking down the street. Y'all will get that later. Yeah. You better hold my hand in public. I mean, what, what's wrong with me? Somebody, my sister, my brother, Today's the day for you to begin a new life of relationship.